0: Judges include, basically, Gideon, Mm -hmm. Samson, Deborah, Abimelech, like that, several people. But we always see one thing, and the people did exactly opposite to what God told them. They sinned against God. What happened? Immediately, the enemy came and took over. But God led them all till Samuel When he came to the Samuels level, he was a prophet and he was a judge. People go to him and say, Lord, give us a king. So God says, hey, you have rejected me. And you are asked to yourself a king. And just watch what's going to happen. So God chooses Saul. When God's choice fell on Saul, he was a good guy. But over a period of time, what happens? He started to go in his own way. Then comes David. Then comes Solomon. After that, the kingdom is divided into two. We call it as a northern kingdom, southern kingdom. There were totally 40 kings ruled Israel in two different parts. And you see kings following God, kings not following God and what fell on them. You know there are so many kings who did not follow God. Have one was one, one guy God said dogs will lick your blood said the same thing to Jezebel also Jehoshaphat walked with God and see what a victory God gave to him. He said you don't have to even lift a finger because the battle belongs to the Lord. So we see kings ruling the entire Israelites. God again and again came and protected them. But during the time, they were invaded two times. One by the Assyrians, second by Babylonians. Babylonians time was the time when you see Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Assyrian times was also there. Then there is a king, a Persian king. He comes and takes over the place. We read that in Esther, first chapter, first words. Now, it took place in the days of Ahasuerus. Ahasuerus was a king. And he ruled from India to Ethiopia. The word India appears in the Bible, my dear friends. It is there two times. Now during that time, you see, there was a very, very smart guy, his name was Haman. He decides, okay, what these guys are doing, all these Jews are actually plotting against us. What I will do? I will finish off all these fellows. But during that time, there is a revolt inside the palace. What is the revolt? Actually, Vasti, queen, refuses to come in front of the king. Ahasuerus, just imagine, from India till Ethiopia, which means almost the entire Asia up to Africa, he has been ruling. What a huge king, emperor, and a queen refuses to come there. Then what happens? Says okay, remove the queen, remove the queen. Then what happens? He picks up some n girls, and in that n girl, Esther was one of them. Now, when Esther was picked up, what is that background? What is that lineage? Only lineage is that she was a Hebrew girl, she was a Jew, no father. No mother. In other words, nothing has been mentioned about her. She was an orphan picked up by a guy called Mordecai. And I just read that passage. It's astonishing passage. Even there, among so many girls, why Esther should have been chosen? I'm sure non-Jew girls would have been there. Some Persian girls would have been there. Some others would have been there, but God again acts there and now is Esther chosen as a queen. Now Mordecai is outside the palace. Esther is inside the palace. There is communication between them but Esther after reaching a particular position, a particular level could have turned around and said enough is enough you Who is this Mordecai? I've got a better place to lean on. I am now actually the queen in such a huge kingdom under King Ahasuerus. But what did she do? She still keeps the connection with Mordecai. Mordecai comes to know about Haman's plan. Remember a beautiful words it says in Isaiah fifty four seventeen. No weapon formed against shall prosper. Every tongue which is speaking against you, I will put it down. That's the word of God if you are a child of God. This morning, a lot of plans would have happened against your plan. lot of plans that would have happened against your company, your business. But God wants to tell you today, nothing shall prosper because you are God's child. A chosen child. You are in this business not by accident. Your profession you think that you have chosen but God has chosen you that. Now she goes to the Queen, queen goes to the king's, you know, darbar, we call it as, uninvited, which is a treason. She could be killed for it, but she takes what we call the onus on her and say, This is my people. If people have plotted against me and my people, it is my duty to defend. Then what happens? King Let's the sceptre and answers saying that what, what is that you want? She beautifully, tactfully, instead of talking about Haman there, she says, I'm going to invite you for a meal. Haman is also invited. Haman is very happy. Haman did not know God's plan was against him. Finally, Haman is hanged on the very same gallows which he prepared for Mordecai to be hanged. By the time the edict has already gone gone out so they had to annul it. So many a times we are wondering what is my position? Why am I living in this world? God has a purpose. God has a plan. Jeremiah 29 11 says I have plans for you to prosper, but not to despair. A lot of us have given up. I know a lot of people are saying, what is the point in living? I've lost my business. I've lost my dear ones. in The last two years, lots and lots of God's children passed away. You may ask a question, brother, why? I don't know. I don't have an answer. God's plan is like that. If you go back to Romans, I think 8th chapter, starting at uh, 29th words, God actually chooses people. Once he chooses them, he calls them. Once he calls them, he justifies them. By my own merit, I can never come to the... Kingdom of God. I can never come to the presence of God. So he clothes me with His righteousness because he purchased me on Calvary. Once that is done, he starts to sanctify them. This is the sanctification process all of us are going through. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All the old things have passed away. It doesn't say some of the old things have passed away. If there is a, there is actually like uh, the history is divided by two, before Christ and after Christ, like that before Christ came into me and after Christ has started residing in me, there has to be a change. John 15, 16 says, you have not chosen me, I have chosen you. God says, you are the apple of my eye. So there is a purpose for you. There is a reason why God chose you. Many of us still live today without even understanding the purpose in my life. But go back to God and say, God, what is your purpose in my life? This morning, during my Bible study with my wife, the beautiful song I played, it's old song. The reason I live is to worship you. God again teaches me, tells me, Matthew 8.33, seek ye first the kingdom of, I'm sorry, 6.33, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Are you seeking God's kingdom in your business? Is business controlling you or is God controlling your business? Is finance controlling you or is your finance dedicated to God's work and God's plan in your life? A lot of us say, oh brother, do you know, tight giving is an Old Testament. I have a good news and a bad news for you. Bad news is in the New Testament, 100% belongs to you. Good news is, God is giving you 90% also. You have to spend it as per his plan in his life, your life. God says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forget you. Forget Are you willing to listen to God's voice today? God has a specific purpose. How is our prayer life? When we come to God's presence Do we have a dovey list of things? Lord, bless this person, bless that person, bless me, bless my wife, bless my child, bless my daughter-in-law, bless my son-in-law. Or do you come and say, Lord, I'm available. I'm sitting in your presence. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Speak to me. Tell me. Revealed to me what I should do. These days, my prayer is totally different. We live in a very, very funny world. A world where people want to cheat the other person. They don't want to work. The easiest way is cheating somebody. So there is not a day we read the uh, uh, papers That so-and-so cheated so-and-so. So-and-so grabbed so-and-so. Nothing else. So I am only asking God for wisdom. Same thing what Solomon asked. Lord, give me wisdom to run my business. Today from 9 o'clock, I am going to have a training program till 5 o'clock. A program I have done 300 times. But 300 times, people were different. Today's people will be different. So I'm asking God, what do they want? Reveal it to me so that I can actually serve them and not actually push the business onto them. So I am asking for wisdom. All of us require wisdom. A few days back, I received an email from Yahoo saying that your email ID has not been updated. Click the link and update your personal. So I have a techie son-in-law. I called and said, immediately said, Apa, don't click it. It's a spam. Can you believe in the original thing? So my friend called and said, Brother, do you know they have got fake RBI web page? Fake RBI web page. So I do not know which to click. Which to avoid? I have no knowledge. I do not know what that person is doing. Sometimes when I am speaking to somebody, somebody is recording my voice. So, only, only question here is, what do I require? I require God's divine wisdom to run my family, to take the right decision, to run my profession, to run my business. This is precisely what God wants to tell you today. You seek me, you will find me. When you find me, I am with you forever. Revelation 22, I'll be with you till the end of ages. That's what God wants to tell you today. As long as you live out your purpose according to his plan and his will. Thank you. I just want to pray and close. Father, thank you for speaking to us. A lot of us require you more than anything today. It is not money. It is not people in our life. I want to seek your kingdom, Lord. I want to work for your plan. Just want to bless you this morning. Give us wisdom, knowledge, understanding so that I will live out my purpose in my life. Father. You called everyone for a particular purpose. Let my dear brothers and sisters understand your divine plan in their life. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' most precious, matchless, wonderful name, we pray this prayer. Amen.